Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Time for a little second chance romance. Mm. Where the three of us go looking for love or mild like. We're going to find love. Thanks, Thank Alexis. You, Ale- Thanks, yeah. Alexis. <laughs> Holly, who do we Get have back today? on your horse. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start with Tyler this morning. Okay. Hi, Tyler. Tyler? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I'm okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I get it. Girl, we're okay there. doing this, too, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, we're um, okay, too. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Um, you know how this works, and, and, and you're my talker. I We appreciate it. So let's get to it. Tell us about your date with Connor, please. Okay, so, yeah, I went on a date with Connor. We went for coffee, and I thought it was really good. You know, I feel like I'm kind of in a dating rut. Like, I don't know. I haven't felt a connection with anyone in a while, and... You know, we set up a coffee date because it was, you know, we set aside time long enough where if we wanted to hang out for a while, we could. But also, you know, coffee is just coffee. So if mm-hmm. you're not feeling it, you to escape. But we ended up staying there for kind of a while. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. And I just felt like we had a really good connection. I mean, I'm a little bit older than him. And I'm not as big into the party scene anymore. And even though he's a little younger, not like a ton younger, but a little bit, he, he's not really too into bars either. So that was, you know, that was kind of good. And I just, you know, was happy for the first time that it was, you know, seems to be going well. And um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard back and I'm just, I, I mean, I'm definitely ghosted, but I just don't understand what happened. Mm. 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 Okay. So, now, Tyler, sounds like you had a pretty regular date. You went for coffee. You connected. Now, we have to ask you mm-hmm. a little self-reflection here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that anything maybe weird happened on the date? Or perhaps there's a reason why Connor is not responding back to you? I mean, not really, no. Like, I feel like this was the most normal date I've been on in a while. I mean, there's some interesting people out there, but... Um, mm-hmm. no, it was like the conversation seemed to flow. It was kind of light, um, kind of focused on like, I don't know, like movies that we like mm. and like high level family stuff, not serious, but like, just like, I don't know, like where we grew up and just, it seemed kind of like the right amount of life story. Like we didn't get into anything crazy or in depth, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing too weird that I could think of. Mm. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I always get stumped by, uh, by when we hear these stories where it's like everything went fine, conversation mm-hmm. flowed, we had things in common, and there isn't like he, it's not like you know Connor like grabbed all of his stuff and ran out screaming at any point. Like you're, you're feeling like it was a pretty <laughs> decent date. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was the most normal date I've been on in a while. 
So, yeah, yeah he wasn't I like just, you know talking about like dungeons and. I mean, <laughs> dragons. You might, yeah, you might. You, I mean, you might be into that type. I don't know. But what I'm saying is just it sounds like this is just pretty regular like a standard, good di- standard. Yeah, standard i like that yeah, yeah standard, yeah. Juice standard. And thank you regular coffee mm. Ooh, where and you're going? just wondering like what where did he go and why won't he call why you back yeah. Happening? Yeah. not happening yeah Fail- failure to yeah. launch yes mm-hmm. um tyler this is what we're gonna do we're gonna put you on hold um connor's on the other line and what holly told him was that he uh was nominated by a friend to take part in a dating segment on our show. He just thinks it's a generic radio thing. He doesn't know that it's about you or him or anything. He's on hold right okay. now, so but he's heard nothing. So hold on just a second, okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and put up uh, Connor. Hi, Connor. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm okay. How are you? Good. Thank you for doing this. Um, I know this is weird. I can tell in your voice. You're live on the radio right now. This is Jason and Alexis in the morning, and this is a thing we call second chance romance. So thank you for agreeing to do this. I I know that you're busy. You're getting ready to go to work, so we'll make this quick. Um, This is a dating segment, but what we didn't tell you was, and please don't hang up, we actually got a really nice email about you. So this isn't a negative thing. That's why we, we sought you out. Um, we got an email from someone that went out with you that really liked you and spoke very highly of you. Do you remember going out with Tyler? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I do. Um, uh, okay. yeah, I do. All right. Well, All right. That's, that's a good, good start. Yeah. Well, it is our understanding, Connor, that after the first date, nothing much happened. A failure to launch. If I may, and say what you want, because you are live on the radio, was there a reason there wasn't anything after the first date, my friend? Um, I, you know, I, I wish I could say it was something more dramatic, but honestly, I think that just after we went out, like, I just realized that we really aren't compatible. So I just kind of decided to, like, you know, just let it die. You know, I it was... I don't know how much you were told, but we just went for coffee. So, like, it was nothing serious. It wasn't a big deal. So that's, um, I just wanted to leave it there. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Was there anything, you know, hmm. We're going to poke a little bit more at this, Connor. Was there anything specifically where the vibe was off with Tyler? What made you decide to just let it go, so to speak? I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Like, he, okay, so the one thing was that he was just, like, obsessed with our age gap. You know, mm. and he's, like, he's not that much older than me. He's, like, maybe six, seven years older. But, I mean, he was obsessed. I can't highlight that enough. You know, like, it was just constantly pointing out the differences between millennials and Gen Z. Like, it was this massive thing. And it, yeah, it's not, you know. It's yeah. really no. not a big deal. And yeah. Especially with gay guys, that's like dog years. It's like maybe that means two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, you do the math. You do the math. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, it, it just like it was annoying that he would like assume that I didn't know all these things that like 
he knows stuff about and loves, and he just like, kept saying, you know, oh, well, you're just too young for that. You're just too young for that. And mm. I'm like, really? Like, this is ridiculous. Okay. Connor, can I ask a quick question? Would you, if if it weren't for that obsession with the age gap, would you have been interested in maybe seeing him again? Aside from that, uh, do I have to say? No, you do what you want. No, you can't. Yeah, free will. Free will. Here's the deal. Maybe this will change things. We have to be honest with you, and you seem you you appear to be very nice. So I don't want to continue to um, fib. Again, it's all Holly's fault. But we actually have Tyler on the other <laughs> no, it's line. My fault. Um, that's how we picked you. It wasn't just a random friend, FYI. Holly lied to you a couple times. Um, but that's another thing. <laughs> Let's put Tyler. She up. does that. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and sorry, Connor. Please don't be mad or hang up. No. Uh, Tyler, say hi to Connor. Hey, Connor. Hi, Tyler. Oh, well, all right. I, I didn't realize I was doing all that. I I mean, I felt kind of natural, but I was probably a little nervous, too. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess as being a little older, just wanted to make sure you felt comfortable and, like, included in stuff. But, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize all that. Mm. Well, I mean, it's like I know about Harry Potter, you know, like Capri Sun juice boxes are not like this foreign concept to me because I'm a couple years younger than you, you know, like it's, it was just weird, you know, and and honestly, if I can be totally transparent, like you came across as condescending and like, I'm not that much younger. So you, you kept saying too, like, oh, kids these days, kids don't know that, you know? I'm like, I do. I do know that, Tyler. I like, I'm a full blown adult man. Oh, uh huh. All right. Well, uh, Alexis, right. Is, oh, go Here, ahead, Tyler. I'll sorry. Do it. Okay. Oh, oh, thank you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to step up to the plate. Thank I mean, you. these are my people. So, I mean, yeah. Um, Tyler Connor, I think. That this could be resolved, actually, Ooh. because I, guys, you don't know this. You would have no reason. Well, Tyler, you listen to the show, but my, I am older than my husband. Now, maturity wise, he's much older than me. But anyway, um, so I get Good this. to know that. Thank yeah. you very much. So. <laughs> um, so if we pay for another outing, we have a stack of gift cards from our boss because she's cheap and she hoards them. Um, <laughs> if we pay for the next little outing and you can work this out, would you guys be willing to try this again, no matter what it turns into? Yeah. I, uh, I really would like to say yes, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to pass on this one. Tyler, like you're you're such a nice guy, but honestly, like I, I really kind of got the ick based on the whole situation, and I think you just really need somebody closer in your more age demographic so you feel more comfortable relating to them. Mm. Oh, that was okay. nicely said. Yeah, very uh, yeah. nicely said. Well, Connor, thank you for being a good sport and not getting mad at Holly and Tyler. Thank you. We we tried our best, you know, and that's really all we can do in this silly segment. So, thank you both for being mature. Thank you. Hopefully it all works out for you. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. At least I know, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. See you at headquarters. <laughs> the next meeting. Oh.
We tried. Well, you know what? We did. We tried. I had hoped. Very I had hoped that there was something there to salvage if he could just not do the thing. But no. No. We tried. He did the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. No. More gift yeah, cards but- for somebody else. <laughs> we have a half price deal today, Holly. We no. don't have a half price deal today. Okay. You know- Hey everyone, it's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did My Genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. By getting a better understanding of my DNA, My Genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Barely time to miss us. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Colleen is filling in for Alexis, who's taking the week off to spend some time with her family. And now Holly's going to spend some time with you with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Oh, hello, Jason and Colleen. Yeah, we're going to start with the notable obituary this morning, and that would be Mm -hmm. for character actor Burt Young. You might know him best as Polly in six of the Rocky films starring Sylvester Stallone. Well, he has passed away at the age of 83. Oh, that guy. He was a venerable that guy for decades. Yeah. Uh, He played not only Polly in the Rocky movies, but other notable uh, credits for Burt Young include the movie Convoy, the great trucker movie Mm. directed by Sam Peckinpah. Also, he was in the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) Triple Lundy. That's right. He played uh, Rodney Dangerfield's chauffeur and bodyguard in that movie. Now, uh, his Rocky co-star Sylvester Stallone paid tribute to Burt Young on Instagram, writing to my dear friend Burt Young, you are an incredible man and artist. I and the world We'll miss you very much. Oh, very sad. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Polly was a great character for Rocky. I mean, it just, yeah. I've he never, believed. He didn't even seem like he was acting. Like, well, I've never seen a Polly. Rocky movie. Oh, oh still? Really? Well, he still. earned an Oscar nomination, Jason, for, Did he? for the first Rocky movie. That's he was awesome. Nominated. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. For supporting actor. I love the Rocky movies. I gotta get I gotta I gotta get down to business and watch some of those. Watch the original. It's just a classic. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know why that's a pop culture blind spot for me. I get it. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the movie with Brendan, my my little my kid. Aww. I mean, yeah, he it, it's now he loves it, but yeah, um, it's just it holds up, man. Yeah. Even though it's older and the wardrobes, the bell bottoms, it, it, the the theme thematically, that movie holds up very well. Yes, and I would say that the original Rocky mm, is a little it, it, it tonally, it's pretty different than its sequels. Very Be- much, great point. So yes. if you're gonna watch one Rocky movie. Make it the original Rocky mm-hmm. movie. 
Yeah. It's paced differently. The story's mm-hmm. a little different, but I think ultimately that underdog story, it just, it, it, yeah, yep. it's a classic. I love it. Oh. Let's talk about celebrity real estate. Travis Kelsey allegedly buying a $6 million love nest in Kansas City. Okay, I just... <laughs> for privacy reasons, I love his the very, word very love nest. His very, very public relationship yes. with Taylor Swift. Well, now Travis Kelsey, they've been spotted holding hands, he and Taylor Swift, yeah. getting close canoodling in New Not York privately, City. Not privately, by the way. I, I was no. Say, there are cheaper private... The Hampton Inn. Right. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to buy a $6 million... They're mm-hmm. a private red roof in. Yeah. 100, 100 bucks a night. Yeah. Use a, t- use a hot tub and get a continental breakfast. <laughs> Nobody will accept you there, expect you there. Yeah. Nobody will think it's actually you. I do think that Travis Kelsey is the kind of guy who's going to work the waffle machine for you at the free oh. continental breakfast. Oh, though. Yeah. He's going to pour that, that, that dough. He's going to pour that batter. I know he that sure this is. is slightly off topic, but have we been have talking been about. Show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you has have you guys been talking about his outfits? His that I is that fashion? Have you noticed the clothing that he chooses? No, because I don't even think, and I'm not being mean. It's just, I mean, it's absurd. It's just my opinion. I don't even think he's attractive. Yeah, he's not my cup of Jello. That's he's, yeah. He doesn't melt any of my butter. The same. Does it melt right, any Holly, of your no. butter? He doesn't. No. He doesn't melt my butter. No, no. Well, he doesn't whip my Philadelphia cream cheese. Either. I want you to just, just please, just do this exercise for me. Sure. I'll and do here, I'll put up a link. This, I don't okay. know if this will be helpful, but I just want you to check out uh, a couple of these outfits that he's been out and about. Don't, don't, you know, knock the source that I just put up there. It just was the first thing that came up where you can see kind of his personal mm. aesthetic and i just don't get it i guess um yeah and i don't know him at all uh you don't not at all like i i vaguely recall when he was on saturday night live and my husband was like yeah this football player that's weird and i was like i don't get it so i don't have a, like i don't have a beef with him he seems like a nice guy yeah. i just can't I Donna, figure it out yeah. I just can't figure it all out. Uh, well, you know, I think that we're just in an ugly fashion moment. Yeah, we just are, just yeah. overall the truth. Because oh, I'm looking at Taylor Swift's outfit that she wore over the weekend uh, yeah, when she was on a date with Travis Kelsey. Very 90s. It's very 90s. Yeah, and, and in my humble opinion. I think that outfit is ugly. Yeah, there's. I don't get it. I we don't, are in a bad fashion moment, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah the cuts are weird. It's, Oversizedness. Yes. I just don't think ever. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Listen to us. Yeah. I know. We just saw uh, laughing in Lincoln. <laughs> get off my lawn, kid. That's right. With your baggy pants. Oh, that's right. There with your baggy pants. That's not flattering. No. <laughs> Do you have some well, gold bond in those leather pants, Travis? Yeah, really. Oh well, watching Beckham, which I want to talk about more tomorrow, um, the suits, the the cut of suits in the 90s, like oh. the late 90s, was an abomination. <laughs> oh, my God. And you the- could fit two people in everybody's suits. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> maybe it was. Come maybe, on in. Maybe, maybe the secret was. is David Beckham is actually a stack of four raccoons. That's right. Or a couple Shriners <laughs> in a yeah, parade. You never know. We'll be, right, we'll be right back with TV Talk. Stay with us. And a prize, too. And now on Jason and Alexis in the Morning, a message from our sponsor. 
from like the 70s or 80s. There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by. And in little old Corden, Indiana, they're happy and they'll tell you why. They got butt drugs, they love butt drugs, ba butt drugs, ba butt drugs. I recommend butt drugs for everybody. <laughs> I can always count on butt drugs. <laughs> when I think drugs, I think butt drugs. <laughs> For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. <laughs> you want hometown service and cheap hot coffee and liquor. Now that's the ticket. <laughs> you can tell Walmart, CVS, and Walgreens exactly where to stick it. Ba -ba -ba -butt drugs. We love butt drugs. Butt drugs won't let you down. Ba -ba -ba -butt drugs. Free parking in the rear. <laughs> I love butt drugs. I bet you do. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. And if you didn't know, there was parking in the rear at Butt Drugs, Holly, if you want to park your El Camino. Pull Thank it you. in. Just pull it right pull in. It, pull it in. Then pull the it rear. out again. I mean, That's you right. know. You do reverse. Just <laughs> yeah. In and out. It's great. It's fun. Practice. Do you think they had a hefty suppository business? I bet they did. <laughs> this portion of Jason and Alexis in the morning, sponsored by Butt Drugs. That's right. Mm hmm. That was real, everybody. That was I love real. that. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Yeah. And of course, it's Indiana. That's of brilliant. course, it's Indiana. So many butt related commerce places because did you know that the, the Texas. Grocery store chain, H-E-B. That stands for Herbert E. Butts. Yeah. Herbert E. Butts. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, butt drugs to the north. H-E-B, yeah. Herbert E. Butts to the south. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. And then there was Montgomery Ward. <laughs> I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> anyway. And it had nothing to do with butts. No. It had nothing to do with butts. No butts. No, no. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, right here on my talk later at your convenience. Download us uh, wherever, whenever, wherever you want to go. Uh, we're right there like a like a date that just won't go away. Uh, let's do a little uh, part two of Boob Tube Bonanza. Uh, what's on the Boob Tube? Boob Tube! You watched television last night? I like to watch TV. Saddle up. It's the Boob Tube Bonanza. I'd like to get paid to sit on my and watch TV. With Jason and Alexis. We've got a bonanza for you. A boob tube bonanza. And I believe this is the finale of the finale of Holly's pop culture experiment. You made it the whole season. That's right. What I'm talking about is Holly has never watched a Real Housewives anything. No, nope. and she has now watched the entire season, an entire season of the reboot of the Real Housewives of New York. The season finale just aired on Sunday, and here's Holly Roberts with a wrap up. Holly, mm, thanks, Jason. Oh, glad that's done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed, Holly. I am like, I just want to admire your gumption. Like you stayed with it. 
even though you're glad it's done. <laughs> Needed to give it the old college try, an honest-to-goodness college try by watching an entire season mm-hmm. of a Real Housewives franchise. Open to being pleasantly surprised by yeah. this. Yeah. And in some aspects, yes, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed some of the ladies. I enjoyed getting to know them. They're all modern women on the go, and they're all very interesting people. Is there, is there, a, is there a butt? Here, here it comes. There's butt a butt drugs. drugs. Here's the butt <laughs> drugs. Here come the butt drugs. But I am so glad to be over with the manufactured drama. Mm-hmm. I am so over people talking behind each other's backs and then them cross-referencing other things and creating drama where there doesn't need to be drama. Speak. That can mm-hmm. be put away on a shelf. And I never need to hear that again from any of these ladies in the Real Housewives of New York City. I want to get to know them more because I find them to be smart, interesting, articulate women doing their thing. And I wish that there was more focus on that. But I understand it's a Real Housewives show. We got to have backstabbing. We got to have too many cocktails. We got to have all that kind of stuff. But... I'm not interested in that. I want to get to know these women more. So that being said, I would be interested in a season two. I would dabble without, back in it. Without the drama. Well, I mean, let's... That, it just comes. That's like the side dish. Yeah, that is a side yeah. dish. Yeah. You, and you can't substitute. Right. No. Uh, Holly, you know what's funny is, as you're talking about it, what I'm realizing is, do you remember like early, early reality shows where they didn't... They had not yet gotten good at manufacturing drama. Yes. Are we talking about early 2000s? We're talking about like the Anna Nicole show. Exactly. The Osborne. Exactly. Where you were like, well, these are just quirky people. Yes. But like the, they hadn't really figured out how to Kardashian the drama yet. I just think watching a modern reality show is the best way to remind you how boring your own life is. Right? Like, yes. and, and, and delightfully so. Like, you're like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm feeling good. Oh, I would never be on a reality show. Look, I tried out for the real world once. Oh, and I got through to the big packet round. Okay, which Which we're going to need to know which city. Yeah, which city? I have no idea. Oh, okay. This would have been around 2006. Oh, okay. I found myself on campus at the University of Minnesota going through an existential crisis, and I walked by a bar, and I noticed they were having auditions for the real world. So I was like, you know what? You know what? I've got a spare hour. Mm-hmm. Let's go. But the only thing that they were interested in, the only reason I made it to the next level is because I got into an argument with a really annoying guy. Okay. That's okay. all they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do tell what the argument was about. I don't even remember, oh, but he was it. annoying. Okay. Well, and so I was like, no, you're wrong. Bye. So then I made it to the next round and I filled out the packet. So I understand this kind of drama mm-hmm. from a producer point of view. This is what gets people excited. But I got so anxious listening to Cy and Aaron argue with Uba and Jessel. It just, oh, no, I don't want yeah. it. Jason, what did you think? As a Real Housewives aficionado, where do you rank this reboot of the Real Housewives of New York City in the pantheon of Housewives? Um, it is a B minus C plus. Okay, we're getting degrees. What's um, what's A in uh like what? Give well, me, me something let I me, would understand. Here, the, <laughs> well, my answer is in a response to what you two just said. Okay, and that is, and I read this in Vulture too about you know is this kind of the is this era of Housewives kind of like the chrysalis 
and then a new butterfly will emerge. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that it is. And what they mean by that and what I am trying to say is if I were in charge of Bravo or I'm executive producing these Real Housewives shows, they need to evolve and evolve almost back to what they were when they first started. You guys were talking about Anna and Nicole when reality TV was just their stick, even the Osbournes. Let's yeah. just stick a camera. Let's just stick a camera. Don't worry about fancy lighting. Don't have a freaking, I almost cussed. Yeah. Don't have a freaking <laughs> glam room. Don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put cameras just see in what a happens. house. Just see what happens. Yeah. You can turn to, and you know what the, uh, Holly, I, Let's do this. Let's take a break. I actually have a I have a nice part two to your experiment, Holly, that we could do now that all of you listening could do. I'll explain what I mean. Take a break. We'll be right back. I was thinking about this. Alexis and I have uh, covered and given commentary on Real Housewives since the phenomenon started because it was right around the time we started our daily show. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Lexa Lou is off this week. Our buddy Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Filling in. Holly Roberts is here. And we're talking about the conclusion of Holly Roberts' pop culture experiment. She's never watched a single Housewives anything. And it's just completed a full season of the new New York Mm-hmm. The new, new, because re- they rebooted this year. Anyway, I was telling my buddies, Colleen and Holly, w- what could be part two of Holly's experiment, plus an observation about what is wrong with the Housewives franchise to begin with, because it is, it needs to evolve. And I actually think that the answer is in the past. I think what has happened, the there is an inauthentic, manufactured, too glossy, problem with the franchise it is too packaged it's too perfect all of the housewives that are on the show now grew up with the housewives they watched it they know how to play the game Mm -hmm. i would de-glam the whole damn thing i would go back to the raw the rawness and kind of almost a little bit janky is the wrong word but almost gritty quality of season one of New York. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If I were you, Holly, what would be fun? If if you all have never watched, or maybe you've watched recently and you're sick of it, I watch these all the time. I really do. I'm in the middle of going back. I started again, and I'm, in, I'm on season four of New York, which is still kind of pure. Still, kind of. But season one of The Real Housewives of New York, girl, there is no pre-staged lighting. They're not mm-hmm. going into Jill's house before she's there to put up lighting in the corners. There is no makeup. There is no wardrobe. Um, it is just a camera crew in in Jill's Jill's Aaron in her in her Upper East Side condo mm-hmm. recording what happens with these ladies, and it is raw. It's not perfect, and it's delightful. Because well, and it the, was the, enough. I mean, that's and it was the thing. Enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fights were frivolous and ridiculous and fun and goofy. It was about who didn't invite who to the dinner party. Mm-hmm. It was about getting these kids into getting into getting their kids into the fancy New York schools. It was not these fake fights at a dinner party. It wasn't about throwing glasses at each other. 
I thoroughly enjoy seasons one, two, and three of New York. I think they're some of the better housewives in general seasons ever of any Mm -hmm. franchise. The early seasons of Atlanta are also very fresh because it's the same thing, but you have the delight of personalities like NeNe Leakes and Kim Zolciak Mm -hmm. before you knew the game. They invented the game. Yeah. There was no there was no game plan for these housewife shows. They invented it. Bethany Frankel, Nene Leaks. They they there was no plan. You know, it's interesting because um, this. I mean, this is a tale as old as time with any reality show. It starts out very pure, yep. and then once they realize that a it's popular. And B, what what it is that drives viewership, then they try to they ruin it by trying to make more of that. Yep. And it's fine for a while. But to your point, then when you go back to basics, you realize that they had they had it there all along. You know, I think that that oftentimes I mean, this has happened to almost every reality show that's the reason why they run a, their course. I mean, I think yep. about truly the Osbournes in the early seasons. It really was just like, you didn't know what the next weird thing was that was going to come out of Ozzy's mouth. But it was yes. Ozzy trying to figure out the remote control for the television right. or Sharon oh getting in a feud with her neighbor and throwing dog poo over, over the, fence. the fence. Right. And, and then it was, was so good. And oh then, God, so good. and then they got to be characters outside of the show. And then the show started to reflect the, and then it was, that's when it sort of got diluted and you didn't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. We wanted the pure, the beginning, the Osbournes before they became the Osbournes. Yeah, same with newlyweds. Nick and Jessica that suffered yep. from the same kind of mm, problem. Yeah, of but so when TV. are we going to learn to just leave well enough alone? Yeah, I guess it's my question. too produced. I think mm-hmm. the the it's just too glossy. I remember you know Bethany talked about this in her um in her podcast. You can say what you will. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of everything Bethany does, but she was there at the beginning mm-hmm. and she re- and she returned in the middle. Yeah. And, and she built herself. And she built herself. Mm-hmm. And she said it was fascinating because again, I'm so in, I'm so engrossed in all of this because I know these seasons by heart. You know, Bethany returned to the show in season seven. Yeah, she returned in season seven. She was off for three years, and she said the moment she returned, and she saw a glam room. She saw that like Carol Radzowell and then later Tinsley Mortimer, they had glam teams before they would even appear on camera. She's like, oh, something is different. Mm -hmm. She says, we didn't have we didn't have glam teams before we would come out to the kitchen. You know, we would just wake up, throw on sweats and the camera crew from Bravo was there in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, She said that she goes, that's when she knew that the game had changed, that these women were. Now, you know, uh, becoming, like you said, a caricature of what they used to be or mm-hmm. they, were, they were becoming a caricature of themselves. Yeah. Um, and I can see it. You can see the show getting glossier and glossier mm-hmm. and glossier by by those years, by year five. Um, the show got really slick. And in and in doing that, it lost something. Well, think, Holly, think about how slickly edited and pretty everything is with the current iteration of new york oh everyone is done to the nines when they go and meet and have coffee Mm -hmm. yes and i'm sorry even nobody is like that even come on 
Right. I'm not getting dressed up to go to the Starbies. No, you're putting on your baseball hat and you're putting on your sweater mm-hmm. and you're going to get some coffee. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wore I... slippers to work today. You sure did, Colleen. You Girl, sure get it. did. I'm just and saying that that's reality. That's yeah. reality. Well, yeah. And when watching The Real Housewives of New York City, this new reboot, so I've been watching it on Peacock and streaming services, you know, how they'll roll into a show that they suggest for you shortly after the credits end. Well, they are suggesting for me the latest season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Two minutes after I watched that preview, mm. that mm. show is so over the top. No. So you will not like that. Yeah, it just I'm like I don't want anything to do with these people. And from yeah. what I know about them, legitimately in real life, I'm like this is ugly. Even oh. though they're all glammed up and they're looking dressed to the nines, mm-hmm. this just is an ugly show to me. It mm. is, and it's a great example. Salt Lake City, though juicy, Salt Lake City is filled with a cast that knows every trick and turn. Of a housewife, they they grew up with this show. They watch this show. They know the Bethany Frankels. They know they know what they're doing. And they're playing the role. They're playing the role, and that's why it reads mm-hmm. disingenuous and not real and unedited. Mm-hmm. I think they need to go back to basics. I really do. I think they just honestly a, name yeah. name me a reality show that got better when right. it got manufactured. Like, I think about The Simple Life. The reason why oh. that show took off was because you were seeing these people in this fish-out-of-water situation, and once uh, once um, mm. Paris Hilton knew how to use her persona to get to gain viewers, she amped that up, and that then became a caricature of herself, and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Holly, I just realized we didn't give away a prize, and I just realized that. Do we want to do two tomorrow? We'll do two tomorrow. Two tomorrow. Yeah. We'll get to two tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll I will say there. this. I've always thought if we just put cameras out in the double wide and uh, took video of Lori and Julia all day, I, every day, that would be a stunning show. I am, our last 30 seconds, I have begged, I have be- all joking aside, I have begged B. Arthur and, and the Emperor. I have always thought. Project Down and Dirty could evolve where oh, we yeah. have cameras follow us around and then they they edit down. They they hire a crew, use the money instead of getting a house, hire a crew to edit down like three episodes mm-hmm. that we post a couple weeks later that we sell for even more money in you charity. Are, you could not be more I'm right. serious. Yeah. I, I, I thought that could be a fun evolution, but yeah. they don't listen to me. They don't even listen to the show. So it's fine. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Go out there and be yourself because no one can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Holly? Oh, yeah. You be you. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Donna and Steve are coming up next, and we will see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye for now.